This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. Good morning. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the MagicWordPodcast.com. Well, I am here at my usual spot in uh, the airport in Houston, Texas, uh, waiting my magic carpet. That is Southwest Airlines. And we are winging our way through Chicago on our way to Buffalo, New York, for the 50th annual 4F convention. That's Fector's Finger Flicking Frolic. And uh, I know this is something that we have been looking forward to for such a long time. It's been four years since we last got together. And so the, everyone has been so excited and posting everything on their social media, showing pictures of uh, what all they've been doing. I, I, I've been excited. In fact, I got up very early this morning at 3 o'clock. I didn't even need to set my alarm because I was just rife with anticipation and trying to uh, think about uh, you getting here. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and so, um, in fact, I got here so early this morning. It's the first time that that there was actually a barrier in front of Dunkin' Donuts. They weren't even open yet. We were here so early. They were still brewing coffee and setting out donuts. Well, anyhow, uh, this is supposed to be, a, again, a very exciting one. And I, it's hard to explain what the this convention is like because it really is a family kind of a thing. Uh, and a lot of conventions around the country and around the world talk about them being family-oriented. Well, this is a different kind of a family, in which everyone who is there feels as if that each other is a brother and sister. And there's a special bond among the uh, registrants who come year after year, and when we see each of the other conventions, it's just uh, kind of a twinkle in our eye going, yeah, but, you know, you're, you're my brother, you're my sister, you know, you've been at this thing too. And we have a great lineup this year as well. I mean, as you can imagine, this has been sold out for a long time. It is invitation only, and also the, it is limited as to the number of people who could actually attend because of the size of the place. We are at a new location, by the way. We're gone, we've gone back to Buffalo. We were in Batavia the last several years but they're undergoing the hotels undergoing some renovations so we're going to a new place in a new hotel, and uh, I guess there should be some restaurants nearby because in the past our registration has included uh, meals. That's uh, lunch and dinner, and this year I understand that we get a Saturday night dinner only. So we're kind of on our own for the rest of the meals uh, around town. So anyhow, I'm uh, going to be, as I said, going through Chicago, pick up Don Weiberg along the way, who will be my roommate then in Buffalo, and we're going to stick around for Monty. So those of you who are uh, listening and watching uh, rather, yeah, watching on YouTube, I guess, because I post these on YouTube as well. Nothing really to see uh, for this because it's going to be an audio podcast. But you can uh, follow along with these daily reports then as well. Uh, but before we get to my uh, breakfast selections, <laughs> I would like to, first of all, welcome the newest friend of the Magic Word, Dwayne Iser. Thank you, Dwayne. I appreciate your uh, donation through PayPal. And it's because of people like you that we keep this podcast going and also helps to defray our travel expenses and things like what we're doing then now from time to time and place to place and uh, also pays for uh, our domain or hardware and software and so many different things and that's why that we uh, need and appreciate your, your support uh, Dwayne as well as the rest of the financial supporters from the Friends of the Magic Ward. If you have the means to do so and you'd like to have a cup of coffee with me let's say whenever you're listening to the podcast uh, just uh, think of buying me a cup of coffee or uh, perhaps a nice glass of scotch depending upon whatever your financial arrangements will allow you to to donate uh, or pledge, I would appreciate it. Again, go to the magicboardpodcast.com. There you will see a, a place where you can um, uh, you can donate, learn more about how to give. Well, tell you what, it's about time to see. Since I did go to a Dunkin' Donuts, yeah, as I said, they really were getting out the donuts. So this morning I got 
something different. I got a chocolate glaze and a buttermilk. No, that's a sour cream that's in there. Something a little bit different. Not the ones I normally get, but their selections were limited. And because it's so early, I've got to have a sip of this coffee. Just, just a minute. Yeah, boy, that's some good hot black coffee, and I mean hot. <laughs> it is really good. All right, that's going to get me going here and uh, keep me awake, so uh, I, I, I'm already awake because I'm so excited, and I hope you are too. Stay tuned for the, this, uh, the, the next few days of reports. This is going to be epic. So for the Magic Word Podcast, this is Scotty out. arrived in Buffalo, but actually one of the people who was on the plane with us, so we met up in Chicago, he had come through in Nashville, and that was Jason Michaels. And uh, Jason actually is uh, from Nashville, and is going to be one of the speakers uh, during what we call the Ed Talks. Is that for erectile dysfunction? What is it? What is <laughs> I hope that, I'm not speaking at that one. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, what is your topic going to be? Hello, Jason, by the way. Hello, Scott. Uh, yeah, we're t- I'm talking on uh, projecting close-up magic for stage performances. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about, uh, we, me, uh, I'm going to talk about some of the technical side of it, but what a lot of people don't realize is that there are elements outside of just the technical. Uh, there's the how to properly stage it, how to tour with it. it. You know, it's one thing to put it into a theater where you're going to perform for a long period of time, but if you're traveling and going from show to show to show, how do you do that? So, um, yeah, it it actually when I the the original idea, I thought, oh, this there's not much of a talk here, and the more that I flushed it out, I was like, oh, actually, there's quite a bit to discuss. Just just understanding how you can make it work in basically perfect settings, but then very imperfect settings. And I mean, mm-hmm. one of my examples is doing a show one time in a bar. Uh, it was in a, it was in, it was in a club, uh, but it was basically a bar, and they didn't have a projector screen, so we used a sheet that we tacked to the wall as the pr- as the screen, the screen right. and used. So we're going to talk about things like that and just uh, how to properly set it up so that. Um, so that it's not just you sitting at a table just doing, you know, card or coin magic, right. but make it feel like it's an actual performance. You know, that's fine if you do if you do five minutes at a table, no problem. But if you're doing a 45-minute show or an hour-long show, you have to find ways to really engage your audience uh, in addition. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's the talk. And you were, of course, Christian and Catalina were going to be the ones who were going to be the uh, MCs for that. And you had toured with them over doing some military shows. Yep. Well, yeah, they uh, yeah we've we've traveled uh, to a lot of a lot of places. We've traveled all over the place from Honduras to the Middle East to uh, yeah to, to Greenland and uh, actually the show in Greenland was the one where we used the sheet and uh, and so yeah Christian uh, is the one who said hey can you do this talk because uh, I've seen you do this successfully over and over and over again you know mm-hmm. making close up magic work in a larger larger Maybe. setting than just for a few people so yeah so I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know there are several other talks they've got planned with other uh, speakers and a, a variety of different things, and yours is going to be just as different from the rest as oh, well. Yeah, as yeah I'm looking forward to hearing David Corsero talk about Fulham Penn and Tell. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's some good there's some good stuff. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to this as well. So this is going to be the 50th. What number is this for you? How many of you attend? This is two for me. Number two. Yep. <laughs> well, that means, I guess, since you're I, going to be giving I should have come a long time ago, and I, <laughs> I, I, I just started making it recently, so... 
Well, you, speaking of uh, Penn & Teller, you were on uh, Penn & Teller Foolish as well. Yeah, it was a great experience. Just they made everybody feel, everybody that I met, they just made us all feel very welcome. And, you know, they're very strict about making sure that Penn & Teller have no idea who's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they don't it's know a surprise who's, for Yeah, it's a total surprise, and they're very strict on that. But at the same time, they're very, they do everything in the power, in, their, in the producers and everybody do everything in their power to make the, the magicians make them feel welcome give them everything they need to succeed but you know doing a television taping whether you're doing live like on a local news show or something it's a different beast it's a way different beast than um than live than performing for an audience i mean performing for like a theatrical audience and i mean there's all sorts of interesting like challenges i mean I walked in thinking I was going to use one table, and then they were like, no, nah, we're going to use a different surface. And I had practiced with a specific, like, you know, you you get used to a certain feel. Right, right, right. You know, and so I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting ready to go on stage, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I, I'm not even ready for this. That's just another thing. But, but it's to throw in it's just the type of thing. You know, they're trying to create the best television they can, mm-hmm. and then our job is obviously to represent ourselves well, but also to um, – you know, to, to give them what they need. So, right. you know, my, my trick was a trick uh, that uh, I created. And when it's so funny when I came up with the idea of using a deck of letter cards to spell out words. And then the idea hit me, four-letter words. Because, and real, realistically, the reason I came up with four-letter words was because I was thinking of cutting the aces. Four aces. I was like, oh, I can cut four-letter words. And then when I thought four-letter words, I was like, wait a second, four-letter words? Are, those are cuss words. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, Penn & Teller would love this. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, but, but it ended up being, it ended up being not just a raunchy trick. Actually, it ended up being a pretty, like, it was a trick that, where I was able to advocate for people like myself who have Tourette syndrome and uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of people who believe that people everybody who has Tourette syndrome has the swearing cussing out of con- they right. believe that's what Tourette syndrome is and it's not and so I was able to fortunately and you know I was very pleased with the comments that Penn made about the performance because it was obvious that that they obviously Penn and Teller totally I mean, they were totally, they got it. They were right. on board. They were like, yes, we, we didn't see where you're coming from. And they liked it because it, it was designed to be a funny trick. I mean, yeah. the whole idea is the idea of playing cards, cutting out words and cuss words. It's a, it's, it's a ludicrous, ridiculous, and kind of hilarious idea. So that's the way I played it. And it, it, it was a, a great experience. How was that as far as after it was over, as far as relating to people who have Tourette's, contacting you? I assume that you had received a lot of feedback. I've received a ton of feedback of... Uh, and it has been incredibly well received. I have I have received almost zero negative feedback. I think maybe somebody said something, you know, but like for the most part, the I mean, we're talking a lot of comments, whether it's commenting on the video that's online or whether it's reaching out or whatnot. But it has been. I was a little nervous, to be honest with you, because you just don't know how that's going to be perceived by other people. Sure. Because all I can do is speak for myself. I can't right. speak for anybody else. Uh, but you're but, speaking for a lot of people who have this syndrome. Right. Yeah. No, and, and so and so it, it, it was very uh, well received, and it seems to... Uh, it seems to have landed in that community well. And I so, assume that there is a syndrome society or something. Have they reached out and asked yeah. you to be a speaker or anything like you that? You know what's funny about it is that uh, when I shot, I shot Penn & Teller in... What was that? Was that May? And then I spoke at the Tourette Association of America's biannual conference. I spoke at it in like June. Hmm. Of course, Penn and Teller Foolish doesn't air until later in the year, in right? Fall, that's right. right. Yeah. And so 
I had done it. But you couldn't talk I couldn't about tell it. anybody. Oh, <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, oh, if you only knew, you would either love me or hate me, and I'm not sure which one it would be. Very interesting. Well, Jason, thanks very much. Thanks for all that Absolutely. you do. Absolutely. Oh, uh, my pleasure. Thank you. That's over the Magic Word Podcast. That was Jason Michaels, Scotty. So we just arrived at the hotel, and everybody is already, well, everybody's here. There are you know, tons of people already here. One of the first people I'm talking with right now, I could be talking to anybody I turn to, but Michael Dardon is a good buddy that I happen to catch right now. And so how are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Well, you know where to catch me. There's wings and beer right here. <laughs> and me too as well. Yeah. And there's Bob Swadling. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hi, Scott. Good to see you. I'll take that. Just Fantastic. to say hello. Always nice to see you. It's always nice to be seen. It's always good to see you then, too. Hey, well, your buddy Mark Mason has come back since from Spain. You're your old neighbor. Oh, yes. Oh, so you used to live near you, just 15 minutes away, didn't you? Correct, yes. I used to come. I taught him everything he knows. He can make all the coins. And He's the world's best expander of coins. Yep. I have to agree he with is. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, if you're having trouble with his accent, I'm, I'm happy to translate. He, he said, what did he he said say? Bob's your uncle, I think. Yeah. Is Bob's your uncle. Something to that effect. Charles is your aunt. I understand. <laughs> so uh, tell me about... Uh, I was going to start a Twitch, but uh, what you're doing over on Facebook? It's on. It's hosted by the IBM's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So it's once a month called Something Up My Sleeve, uh, which I thought was a catchy title. Yeah. Uh, but my question, my first question I ask all the guests is, what is something up your sleeve? Meaning, what do you bring to the table? What makes you you as a performer is how we kind of open not it up. Not like necessarily what is your everyday carry, but you want to know what is it that yeah, not makes like, you uh, special? Not like it, right. Not like an actual prop, prop up your sleeve. Although... There have been weird things pulled out of sleeves now that they know I'm going to ask them that. But uh, that's that's a once a month, and, and it does actually broadcast on my Twitch channel as well. So I we broadcast it on Facebook, and then all those episodes will be on the IBM website as well. we got to put them all on there. But we're about uh, – I'm in the second year, so uh, close to – 17 episodes I think so mm-hmm. far so yeah. uh, which each one has it, about two guests usually mm-hmm. that I'm uh, talking to about 20 minutes each I guess that's and why I haven't necessarily heard of it recently because you haven't called me about being on that show yet well I knew I was going to see you here <laughs> so um, actually uh, what I did was also because I was going to write you and say your choice of which ep- what episode you want to be on because the non-magic version yeah. I'm calling off the cuff Huh. Which kind of goes with the sleeve yeah, as well. Sleeve, yeah. And what I want to really interview you about, which really isn't magic, but of course you have a lot of experience in magic, but is this, podcasting. Mm-hmm. Because I'm new to the game, and I realize that there's a lot of other people that need to know, well, how do I, if I have something interesting I want to talk about, how do I go about doing this? How do right. I put it out? And, and so like I have all these episodes that are not yet a podcast. They only exist on, if you catch the Twitch channel or the Facebook Live, that's it. Uh, or you can go to the IBM. I don't think they're up yet, but they will be on the IBM website page. But uh, because people need to know this, uh, there is a science behind what it is you're doing. So, Well, my son, I'm glad you came to the pod father because oh, father. <laughs> I can father. help you. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'll do you a favor. Can I refuse this offer? No. <laughs> no. I'm not al- allowed. But, yeah, I would love to do that. So we'll That'd switch and I'll hold the mic and then you get to talk. Yeah. And yeah. Which won't be a problem. Uh, most people, like Stan Allen says, I want to hear what other people have to say, Scott, not just you all the time. So- <laughs> oh, I need to tell you, that, so they can find the, the yes. IBM Facebook page, obviously, if you just go to the IBM Facebooks, but uh, the, mini IBM. the Twitch account is uh, Not That Magic Mike is the name of my Not That Twitch Magic page. Mike. Not That Magic Twitch. Mike is the name of okay. my, but yeah. But there are many IBM uh, 
pages, Facebook pages. Oh, it's the it's the main page. It's the the main portal. Uh, okay. What do we call? Are you talking about for the website? You mean no, uh, no, that's, You're talking about we, Facebook. Okay. When I when I do something on my sleeve, it's broadcast live onto the IBM's Facebook. I'm with page. you, which is open to the public. Anybody can go there. Just yes, say, as exactly. Opposed to the other one that's kind right. Of, uh, uh, right, got, got it, got it. So for like 24 hours while it's up, anybody can watch it. But mm-hmm. then after that, for people to go back through the episodes, they would then go, are we putting it on the website? We have the president here so he can answer our questions. Yeah, Billy's shoes right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to put all the episodes on the IBM website. Hey there, Billy. Good to see you. <laughs> Hi, good to see you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be putting the episodes on, on the website. It's under the members portal. So you just have to log in and look under, look under there. And it's also all of our uh, IBM Jam Lives are there as well. So and that's uh, magician.org. That's magician.org. Yeah. Uh, you, Michael, are going to be uh, also emceeing one of the evening shows is it tonight. Tonight, yep. Opening. Hey, gala. Gary Morton. How you doing, bud? I get to uh, kick tonight, it off. Tonight, yeah. Got uh, a lot I'm of uh, people who are going to be doing this. So you've done this in the past. But it was kind of funny when I saw you coming over. I was just talking to Sean Farquhar just a moment ago down the hallway, and as I walked, it's like, wait, what's Sean doing over here? Because <laughs> you're such a perfect. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It's been a long time. We didn't have 4F for three years. I was itching to come to this one. <laughs> you got to put on some purple, also. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's right. One other thing, then, too, real quickly. I thought it was flattering when you were saying that you heard my voice. You've been listening to the podcast about getting ready for this one. Yeah, it's kind of weird that when you're listening to somebody or watching somebody, or it happened to me a lot when I would edit video. But while I'm driving, I'm listening to the Magic Word podcast. So I walk up to you, and it feels like I've been hanging out with you the last three days. So even though I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen you in yeah. since Wellfism, I guess. Uh, yeah. It was when the last time that's I saw right. you, I think. But so that's been a while. But yet, it, you know, I hear your voice on the podcast, and it feels like we're just hanging out in my car. So I walk up as if I've been, you know, talking to you for the last three days. So I have been enjoying the podcast. And I also recommend to uh, you who have not heard the podcast that Michael and I did many years ago is called Bitten by a Wizard. And it was one of my favorites. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that we had one that was some, well, we had lightning in a bottle. And unfortunately, the podcast did not record. Remember, we had to redo it again. <laughs> right. yeah. And so we tried to recreate that, which I think was is still pretty good. And it's worth going back and taking a listen. Uh, again, if you've not heard it, uh, go back to the archives and uh, check that out. Bitten by a Wizard with uh, Michael Dardan. Yeah, there so. should be one that we did in Texas at your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, another at one of the four F's yeah. we, where you, you pulled me aside and we did we talked for a while uh, I don't remember what we called that one but it was during the four F's that's right yep we did so uh, it's great Billy good seeing you good to see you and as you as well Michael and we're going to have a great convention talk Absolutely. to you guys soon alright that was Michael Dardant <laughs> so Billy Shue Scotty out I always like to give a little bit of background or color whenever we are, have these conventions. If there happens to be something that's a little bit unique about the location of where we are, I mean, I've interviewed some people that have been like at Christmas stores or chocolate factories and different things like that. Well, today, of course, we are in Buffalo, actually Chichawaga, but who's, who's counting? Uh, one of the suburbs there of Buffalo. And, of course, you know what Buffalo is famous for are their wings, Buffalo wings. And I've got Paul Lemire with me right here who is with the hotel because in the lobby right now we're having beer and hot wings. Hello, Paul. Hello, how are you? I'm fantastic. So, what's up with the wings? Are these are these hot wings? Or are they super hot? Or these mildly? are actually these are actually medium because we're never sure. Some people like them hot, some not so hot. So you know, we temper it. We go right down yeah, the middle with medium. Right. Yep. And it seems to be uh, going over very well. Well, you got a bunch of hungry <laughs> magicians. You know, it's, it's good. They're timing. making them disappear. Well, I can yeah. tell you that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so as we speak, the guys yeah. are coming through and picking out some. So, do you make these? Are you the uh, chef? Uh, here I don't Paul, make or? them. The, the genesis of the whole idea was because so many people come and they think we're a hotel and we don't have what you call the buffalo food, the beef on whack, the cheese with the chicken wings. And I just got tired of 
the day after you big group seeing outside businesses with their empty boxes here, people getting delivered and to go. And I oh, said, yeah. from so the anchor bar. from the anchor bar and stuff. <laughs> so I said, why don't we set up a table on a Friday and a busy Friday? We'll offer a couple of wings. And we say, hey, these are our wings. If you like them, why go out? We sell them right in our restaurant, yeah. you know, in our lounge. That first week we did it, the week before we had only roughly 10 orders of wings, and we went up to almost 80 that first night. Oh, my gosh. So, what a great marketing idea. Exactly. So we just Were you the brilliant it. mind behind yes, that? Yes, I got to say, I don't, I, 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 I don't have many, but that, that, that was mine. You know, you don't, you don't get a stomach my size for not enjoying food. So, uh, And it, it just took off after that. And then it grew to the point where we... Um, Started selling, you know, giving away beer with it. It's what we have here, some local brews and things like that, and also welcoming people to the hotel. So it helps people feeling welcome to the hotel. Absolutely. Um, we do. We add a little revenue by you know giving, increasing our sales, and it just makes it, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. And That's so what it's just we on like Friday night. Maybe we can't expect this tomorrow night. I guess. No. Uh, well, we did. We started last night with a little bit. What day is um, today? Today's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Just because we got you know, you got magicians here. We had the we got the group coming in, and we said, let's welcome the group. Let's do a little this something is a special. Great way of doing it. And I said, let's go back to the old school, Scott. And I haven't done it for a couple years. So let's let let's do this. And, and Scott, um, what's his last name? Scott Grant. He's Grant. our he's our regional manager. He's in charge of about nine hotels. The, the, the GM over there. the. Okay. He, he's a regional. I, I run this place. But he runs me. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, we, we did this back in the day when he was the general manager and I was the director of operations here. So he said, uh, let's just get it going again. And we love doing it. It's, 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 yeah. it's one of the things Brilliant that work. Idea. It's one of the things that I think you need to get work. a raise. I think, you know, you do such a great job. <laughs> oh, okay. It, oh, was, it, was, it, was, it was carried through. Okay. <laughs> I can't say I'm here my answer to that. <laughs> But again, it's something that I think it, it benefits the hotel. It gives something to the guests, you know, at a minimal expense to the hotel, right? And it benefits us in the end, you know. So, and, and, and again, more importantly, it's fun. You want to make people feel. One of the keys you got, you want to make guests feel welcomed. Sure. And I think you know, handing out is just the old way of food and drink. Is what more welcoming way can you? Are you, you from it? Buffalo originally? I'm born here? and raised. Yes. I was say I don't know why, but you kind of look like a Buffalo native. You look like I, a Buffalo guy. I'm it. You follow I'm the Bills it. and everybody. Bills, Sabers, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. I still have old Buffalo Braves T-shirts at home from the basketball team that is. Now the Los Angeles yeah, Clippers. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for all you do. And, Scott, thank you very much for all that you've done and bringing, you know, this all back and everything in, too. <laughs> so the Magic Word Podcast. That was Paul Adair here at the M Hotel Buffalo, which is, by the way, near the uh, Buffalo Niagara Airport. So they've got a shuttle. We'll bring you over here. Fantastic hotel. Very accommodating, folks. And I know you're going to enjoy the hotel. If you happen to be in Buffalo and you're looking for some place to stay, this is the place. Check it out. The M Hotel Buffalo. Thank you again, Paul. Appreciate Thank it, Thank you, Scott. You got it. Scotty out. We're still in the lobby and so much uh, happening. I mean, golly, we could go on. <laughs> There's so many people that I really want to talk with. But this is someone I had on a lecture tour a few years ago, and he just returned to the U.S. recently. He was working the Magic Castle and is here now with us at the Forest Convention, Billy Debu. Hey there, Billy. Absolutely. How are you, Scott? Fantastic. So How was your time at uh, the castle, by the way? It was wonderful. So yeah. good to be back uh, in the U.S. first. I, yeah. I started with New York with my girlfriend uh-huh. that I've never seen the U.S. So it was really great to either uh, to uh, perform and also do like uh, magic as yes. well. Then I went to the fla- to the castle. Wonderful time with friends once again. The third third time at the castle. Yes. So yeah, it was just crazy. I, I was with uh, William Watts, 
with uh, Rune Carlson and Roberts as oh, well. Wow, what a what a week that was! And we are together at 4F uh, again, so yes. it feels like uh, the castle is continuing. So, <laughs> <laughs> and now some other friends here in Buffalo, like uh, going back to the 4F. So uh, I crazy. saw I saw some of the pictures that you had posted, uh, you know, on Facebook and on uh, Instagram then as well uh, while you've been traveling. I, I was really lucky to have time to do uh, vacations on one side and also performing on the other. Yep. You know, like life is magic now. Now. <laughs> For those of you who can't recognize his French accent, he is from France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can recognize it uh, for sure. <laughs> if you, you've heard Boris Weil on this podcast many times, so you recognize the accent. But uh, does your girlfriend speak much English, or is she? She does, but she, she's so shy because I've been traveling to the U.S. quite often. Mm -hmm. So she's really shy, and she underestimates herself. Mm. She let me do the talk, uh, but she speaks really good English, actually. Yeah. She's working at the Paul Bocuse Institute as okay. a gastronomic yep. pastry chef. So, yeah. In Lyon? Lyon, absolutely. Wow. I've been there. You know about that. I've so. been there. So next time, probably, we can invite you there. I am coming next year. I'm planning on spending a month in France. I want to go to spend like a week in Paris and Lyon and Provence and down near Belbao. So, so let me know. I, let me know. Does that be fine? Or yeah, we can get together course. and you yeah, guys absolutely. show us kind of the area. So. Let, let's do an exchange because you've been, uh, uh, you, you made me able to perform in the U.S., so let's try to do the same <laughs> oh, nice. be, in France. That'd be nice. No, I'd like to, I'm planning on that now. I'm working with a travel agent. There'll be a, there'll be a little group of us who are some other magicians who are planning on coming over then, too. Uh, there are like six of us. Anyhow, the, um, uh, what number is this for you attending the 4F? How many of these have you been? Uh, this is my fourth time. Okay. My fourth time here. And... Uh, uh, unfortunately, this year I'm not performing uh, yeah. at 4F because I was booked uh, really recently mm -hmm. because of COVID-19 and also the, the business in France sure. because I've got another job. I do, uh, I do manage a communication agency. Right. So uh, I did that everything on the last minute. So, so yeah, maybe I'm going to be performing. Who knows? Maybe someone didn't come. and uh, You might probably. fill in at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be because you brought things with you, obviously, because you were performing at the castle. That's, and everything, that's right. So. That's right. So I'm ready. Every time I'm so ready. So that was your third time at the castle. Have all times been in the close? Up room? Have you ever been the parlor? Always close up gallery. Yeah. Like yeah. my favorite room. I enjoy that too. I could also do the parlor of, uh, parlor of Prestige Station yeah. probably. But yeah, close up uh, gallery is just great. The week before you got there, I was in the parlor because I have not been to the parlor in 40 years. I always performed the close up room. But I, yeah. I told Jack Goldfinger that I'd really like to work back in the parlor again. It's been so long and yeah. I really enjoy that kind of an audience. But I do like the close up room. It is. So what's your favorites actually? What is your favorite? I, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go back to saying the, the, the close-up room, too. I mean, the gallery is better. I mean, I, I, mean, I enjoyed, you know, having a group out to, what, that seats about, oh, about 54, 56 people, I think, you know, in the parlor. Uh, and it's nice, and I like that, but there's just something about the intimacy of yeah. the gallery. And don't you think, like, the close-up gallery feels like an attraction park? Like, I mean, the other showroom looks like uh, regular showrooms, like, they're uh, really good, of course, but yeah. the close-up gallery feels like there is a, a real story inside. I, I feel like it's a really special room, yeah. like, it's closed and really intimate. Yeah. It feels like people are coming in an attraction park yeah. and uh, just an experience, right? Right. So, yeah, I really love that feeling, and even for the performer. Well, I'm glad you came back again here with the 4 after this year. It's good to see you, Billy. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> you betcha. So, the Magic Word Podcast says, Billy Debut, Scotty out. So now I've just uh, came back for another wing and a little bit of beer, and I'm here with Doug Gorman, who's just up the road from me from Houston. He's in San Antonio. Hey, Doug, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm Dad? doing just fantastic. So good to see you. Isn't it fun to be back together with after four years? After four years. It doesn't seem like four no, years. No, 
but I mean, you fall right back into it. Don't I was you? about to say, everybody's just kind of picking right up. It's kind of like we just saw each other yesterday, That's you know. Right. That's but the joy on everyone's faces is just yeah. amazing, you know. This looks like it's going to be a great weekend. Yep. It really is. You saw the lineup on the uh, oh, yeah. on the PDF there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would recommend for people who uh, uh, are interested to go to the website at themagicwordpodcast.com, and you can see then the listing not only of all the shows, but actually who's going to be on the shows. And golly, I mean, I think any convention would die to have at least half of any one yeah, of the shows. I was going to say, just one show. One yeah. of these shows would, would make a convention. It really would. It really would. Yeah. So who are you looking forward to seeing here this year? Well, I'm looking forward to Eric DeCamp's one-man show. Me too. And I'm also, uh, I, of course, I enjoy Carissa Hendricks, you know, yeah. Lucy Darling. So she's doing a couple things she as well. She think she's going to be emceeing plus doing her own thing. That's right. And then... Um, uh, I can't remember what the other one was. I had somebody else in mind, though, that I really, really uh, was looking forward to seeing. Of course, Mark Mason is the as the guest, guest of, of honor. honor. That's right. And, and he's lecturing, and he's uh, 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 dealing in the dealer's right. room. So he, he never quits working. He's have you been in the dealer's room yet? Not yet. Okay, I'm heading over that way here. Yeah. Shortly, you know, I haven't really gotten much further than the beer and hot wings so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, the hot wings are really good. good. That's good. Are they hot? <laughs> they are medium. Oh, okay. So they're not Texas hot, you know, yeah. but they're, <laughs> they're because they didn't know how hot people might like them, you know. Yeah. But uh, so uh, one of the other uh, uh, people I was thinking, oh, you mentioned Eric DeCamps. I don't think that we've ever had just a one-man show before. I can't remember us ever having one. But so this is kind of different. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great, though. You yeah, know? I mean, we're in a new I mean, hotel. He's been doing it forever. He has done this uh, for a long time. He's featured this at Magic Live, and uh, he did the TOM one year in Austin, remember? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. That same year that I, I gave a lecture that year. Yes, you in, did. In Austin, yeah. And Hall Youngblood, I think, was president. Yes, he was. was, wasn't he? Hall yeah. was the president, yeah. 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 And uh, that was a, a great convention then as well. You going to the TOM this year? Coming oh, yeah. back in Houston? Oh, yeah, I'll be back over in okay. Houston. Okay, I want to remind everybody to think about coming back to Houston, by the way, which is going to be over Labor Day weekend, which is going to be the 1st through the 4th of September. So right. go to taom.org slash 2023 for more information on that. So yeah. I want to remind everybody about that. We've got a great lineup there, too. We do. we got Steve Valentine. We've got uh, uh, Michael Finney. And uh, we got Chad Long and Christopher Carter and uh, uh, Rob Lake. And I'm leaving out some of the big names. Uh, you know, I've forgotten who all. Yeah. But it's going to be good. So uh, this is going to be a good convention. It looks like the hotel is really accommodating us uh, here over here. And you can hear in the background all the people, you know, who are, who are already here lining up on a Wednesday night. And it doesn't really start until a little after 7, I think, is the first thing? 7.30 is the show. First okay, show. yeah. And I haven't been to view in the theater yet, either. I've not been in the downtown. You know yet. what? Once you walk in, you'd swear you were back in Batavia. Oh, is that right? It, it looks okay. the same. So it's raked? I mean, the yep, city's raked? Yep. it's just like it was Okay, in and they got the uh, big screens. So big screens, and, and this, the table, yep. the table is there. And right, right. In the background with the uh, 4F banner and everything yep. then, too. everything's there. I have to go take a picture of that then, yeah. too. Well, Doug, good seeing you. I know that you're looking forward to this as much as I am, and yeah. it's just exciting and tingly, I feel, all over. Yeah, know? it's so. really a lot of fun. <laughs> it will. It's great to see you, Scott. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Doug Gorman. Scotty out. first day is over, and when I say day, actually the activities began mm, probably about 7.30, I guess, with uh, an opening show uh, featuring uh, Michael Dardant as the MC, and then we had a, uh, a lecture by Clemens Ilger uh, from Germany. We're going to get into all that, so we're here in the morning uh, of the first full day. This is on Friday, and everything's getting Thursday. kicked off. 
What day is today's Thursday? Today's Thursday. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's, it's Thursday. I was, it must uh, be Buffalo. I was. It must be time for a martini and wings. Uh, I was up so late as most everyone else was. I was just talking to different people, and they were kind of bleary-eyed. You know, I just saw Carissa Hendricks, and she was kind of rubbing her eyes. She said, oh, it was late night. And I said, well, for me, I was up until after 2, and so that's late for me. You know, And here we are in the breakfast uh, with my good buddy and yours, who always provides us with great content and color, Mark D'Souza. Hey, Mark. Good morning, Scotty. <laughs> always good to spend time with you. We don't get, we don't get to see each other, and so uh, I am finished. Thank you. And so, um, yeah, we're just uh, finishing up uh, breakfast over here, and it has been uh, a great hotel, great place, and it's good seeing all of our friends. That's why the, last night everybody was staying up. We had the hospitality room open yep, with the donuts great. and everything. And, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. yeah. Even though our new hotel, everything seems to still have a similar feel. It doesn't matter where we are as long as we're together. You know? Exactly, exactly right. It's, you just find different restaurants to go out to. And, and have you found some place uh, the wings are The wings are better here. They're, they're very good wings here, that's for sure, that's for sure. Uh, so yesterday, you I, did you drive over? I assume from yeah, yeah. Mike Miller and I drove up from uh, from home. We're down near Philadelphia, so it's uh, about six and a half hours with a stop for for lunch. But that's uh, not bad. That's what I'm going to do for the SAM convention. I'm driving over from Houston to New Orleans because it's about six yeah. hours there too. Great, so, great, great. Are you going to be coming also? Soon? No, unfortunately, uh, Mike had wanted me to come down for it, but um, my family plans this family reunion every couple of years, and it's that week. Wouldn't you know it? Can't, yeah, and I can't fake out on them. But uh, I ended up uh, getting booked for the IBM convention. So. Oh, cool! I'll see you in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you there. It's kind of local again. Not just driving distance for you. Well, it's five hours. Yeah, you know that's not quite local. Well, in Texas, it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm used to that. It's just across town. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the shows last evening. You said that uh, Michael Dardant started off, did a good job of emceeing last night. Yeah, you know, Michael. Michael is just so much at ease in front of a group, and I mean, he's a great performer. Yeah. Uh, and he's got just a really singular sense of humor, and boy, he had some great lines and. Didn't do any magic. He just did a couple of one or two jokes to fill in. The tech crew did a phenomenal job of getting guys on and off very quickly uh, with a minimum of muss and fuss, minimum of uh, tech issues. I mean, we had a couple of mic dropouts. You know, but Also, the room that we are in is similar to the one that we've had. For those people who are 4Fers who haven't uh, attended, uh, were not here this year, uh, but have been in the past in Batavia, we were at the Holodome, and so they had a nice area, but they had a skylight that they had to contend with during the daytime. Right. Well, now we're, we've are we got an internal room, and there is no right. skylight. No, or no trash bags over the skylight right. anymore. And, and also, back then, we also had people who were in the balconies, and they're the hotel. The hotel right. You know, we're looking over from yeah. the rear. Yeah. We don't have but, any of that now. Yeah. yeah. Though I will say the room seems a little more uh, constricted. Uh, the seating area seems a little more cramped. And boy, I, I was shocked when I walked into the room for the show last night. It was a packed house. Holy cow. Well, there have been so many people that surprised me again because they were so anxious. We are so anxious to get back together. I mean, like Sean Farquhar and so many other people who came in a day early. I mean, not just Wednesday. came in on Tuesday, you know, 24 hours before anything was going on, or yeah. well before, just to kind of, I'm ready. I'm here. <laughs> I'm in, Coach. I'm here, Coach. I don't yeah. do drugs. Put me That's in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael Dunn. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Mike, Michael had great gags. Um, the first act on... Oh, before Michael started, though, there was the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't know who blew the whistle, but we knew it had to happen. So that uh, was in honor of Obi, uh, the old hockey coach. Uh, anyway, the opening act was uh, Alain Giannone from uh, Italy, um, and... Uh, he was just a little bit nervous, as he said, because it was he was the first one to kick off after four years. Yeah, yeah, tough position to be in. But Alan, uh, you know, job. he did a great job. He did a nice coins across routine. 
a little gag with his limoncello, yeah. which he is uh, renowned for. Um, so that was a nice, easy opening. Uh, following him was Alan Rorison from Scotland, who did a really interesting version of a triple prediction, a la, you know, confabulation type thing. But uh, he had a guy up with a, uh, he gives him a whiteboard to write down several things, three right. things that are chosen, um, and then taped to the back was an envelope. And in the envelope was the prediction of the three things chosen. Um, and then, as a kicker, he took off his shirt. His jacket. His jacket. Well, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, I guess it was a jacket. Because he had a shirt on with it. Yeah, yeah. And the back of his T-shirt had imprinted on it the same three things that were chosen. Right. So, you know, extra little kicker there. Uh, he was followed by Jeff Eline from uh, from Baltimore. Uh, he, did, uh, he did a really cute thing with just a mini card box changing to a big card box to lead into his uh, uh, his effect. It was a very visual uh, uh, thing with a called Lucky Card, uh, and uh, it was kind of reminiscent of the Red Hot Mom or Chicago Opener kind of thing, but he had a really nice transposition of cards, very visual, uh, very good routine. He finished off with a, uh, a double, uh, uh, double card prediction. Uh, very nice. Uh, Clark Payne from Canada, I believe, a uh, young man who did a great, sympathetic card routine from a shuffle deck uh, looked absolutely impossible and then followed up with a follow of the leader really well thought out well designed routine I liked it a lot um, the guy following him was Thomas Solomon who's generally known as uh, an escape artist but he uh, he opened with a cone and ball routine that he had done on Penn and Teller uh, standard type of cone and ball routine and he followed that up uh, with a uh, another matching cards routine with two decks of cards in glasses, and it was just a single selected card that matched a, a prediction. You said that he was known as more as an escape artist. I was thinking of the guy Thomas. You were thinking of Thomas Black. Yeah, who was an escape artist who passed. Who passed away at a 4F yeah. convention, yeah. yeah. But no, Thomas Solomon has been an escape artist for many no, years. He's out of, New, yeah, out of uh, New York City. Uh, Billy Shway, who is uh, the IBM president now. Uh, followed with uh, his handling of the 11 bill trick, uh, made famous by Fred Caffs. Um, and uh, he had a nice finish with it, with a, uh, a serial number uh, prediction. It's very, very nice routine. Our friend uh, Quentin Reynolds from Ireland followed. Quentin is such a pro. I mean, I just love watching him work. Well dressed, you know, had nice routine, nice uh, presentation. Exactly. And he did uh, basically what's known as the three card trick with four cards. By Joe Riding, which Ken Brooks sold for many years, which is the routine that inspired Martin Lewis to create Sidewalk Shuffle. Uh, I didn't know how that uh, came about. Yeah. And, uh, but the three-card trick with four cards does not use gaff cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was not using gaff cards. They're not gaffs. They're not gaffs. Uh, but Quentin's handling was great because it's a real... Uh, more in front of his face type of handling as opposed to down by his yeah, waist. He was using jumbo cards. Yes, well, the, r- the routine always used jumbo yeah. cards. But it was well handled, good script, and it was a very different handling. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Loved to see it. Uh, he was followed by our buddy William Watt from Mauritius. Uh, William, what a classy guy. Uh, he did a, uh, a Rubik's Cube act. Uh, he starts with, you know, what's not kind of the, a standard cube solve where you put the cube in the bag, bring it out, and it's solved, and there's another cube in the bag, and that one's solved as well. Well, that was just the start of all, just a whole bunch of cube magic things where uh, cubes, uh, mixed cubes by an audience member match up. Uh, 
it, there were several different phases, but he finished with three cubes. I haven't seen that before. Usually it's two, but not three. Exactly. He ended with three cubes that matched on all faces, and he puts them back in the paper bag and almost immediately takes them out, and all three are solved. It was fast, and it was good. Very, very strong. He just came routine. off of a run at the Magic Castle and uh, performing that as well. Yeah. I said he did so well. Yeah, it was really smooth, really, really nice. And uh, Joseph Vidal from Europe, I think he's from France, not 100% sure, but he finished with the act that he did in competition at FISM, which is uh, with a blank deck of cards, um, and he puts four blank cards down. The rest of the blank deck prints to a regular deck, but then he's using the, the he has the four cards signed that are on the table. He uh, puts them in the pack. He finds them blindfolded under really impossible conditions. Uh, and he's talking about uh, learning to do magic in the dark. And and so it's, you know, that's why he's doing it blindfolded. And he finished with the cards turning blank again. Very nice act. Well, actually finished after they took the blindfold off. He had one card folded oh, that's in right. his eye socket. That was the fourth. Yeah, he revealed four the four signed cards in four different ways. The last one, as you said, was in his eye socket <laughs> under yeah. the blindfold. Very, very clever. Yeah. So that was the finish of the show. Real nice. Uh, very satisfying. Yeah. And then uh, we went into the uh, Clemens Ilgner lecture. Clemens has been a friend for many years. I've had him at the house lecturing. And this is a completely different lecture than he did uh, at my house. I should tell you, Clemens, uh, by trade, is a musician, a professional classical musician, a trumpet player. And he plays with the uh, German National Opera Orchestra. So he's been, he comes over to the States occasionally on tour with them. So when he's in the States, he'll come visit, he'll, you know, do a, a lecture or two. Uh, this lecture was based on a brand new book that he just re- wrote on practice. And uh, unfortunately, for now, it's in German, but he translated a great deal of it and uh, had a set of notes made up for us to, to purchase afterwards. Uh, and he's equating the practice of music to the practice of magic. Uh, how the practice of music and learning how to play music is a structured system. In magic, we have no such thing. So he started talking about how we can adopt and adapt the theories of how to how to learn music and practice music to learning and practicing magic. One of the things that I got uh, as a takeaway from that and talking about the practice was where he was saying you should not mindlessly practice moves while you're watching TV or doing something else when you're not paying attention to your hands, you know, for hours and hours of, you know, doing a move or whatever. Uh, We we do that because we're thinking, well, that's something that will then become rote. It's something we don't have to work on, worry about. But he said, you may be practicing it the wrong way with your hands in the wrong place. You may be flashing and not knowing it, and you're, you're practicing it wrong. But you don't know that. And you're making so it he, worse. His, it making it absolutely worse. It'd be hard to unlearn what you have learned all those hours. So he was saying, and for practice is to concentrate and focus on your practice. And he said, you know, have uh, some cards and say in different rooms. And you, when you stop and see that, you know, you, you practice that move. And then, you know, that was a Gene Anderson idea. Yeah, that's cold, cold practice, cold practice. As, as Gene called it. And that's a brilliant idea. You go, you pick up the cards, you do it once, and put it down. Because that's how you do it in a show. You know, you practice the way you do it in a show. You just don't keep doing it five times. Right. You do it once and you're done. And you put one in the kitchen or the... Yeah, wherever you go. Wherever you go. Um, the, the other thing he did say, though, that there are certain things that you can practice without the focus that are basically almost like muscle technique things where you're training your hands to right. do certain things. Correct. It's okay to do that once you have the, the basic technique learned 
that it's just the repeated practice that, that helps you make that smooth. Um, and then he started talking about rhythm and the importance of oh, rhythm. Gosh, yeah. And uh, boy, he had some great examples. And had, had Henry Evans. he had Henry Evans uh, showing how to uh, do a second deal and utilizing rhythm and using a metronome. It was uh, just an app on your phone. Exactly. And you set the metronome to, to your speed. That's a natural speed for you. Uh, and you use that because uh, rhythmic action is far more deceptive, deceptive than non-rhythmic action. It is too often that we, as magicians, myself included, will make a hurry up move in the middle of something or will blink or do something that is out of rhythm. And so that's when you're doing the move, and it draws attention to that. And there, what he's saying is to have that rhythm, it should be the same, and to practice that. And, and it was interesting because he, he played a piece of music on the trumpet to, to begin the lecture. And then when he was talking about rhythm, he said, I'm going to play you another piece. And he plays a piece out of rhythm. You don't recognize it. It was the same piece that he played at the beginning of the lecture. Yeah. But out of rhythm, you, you can't tell. And, and, and it really emphasized how important rhythm can be, and then did magic in that same respect. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was very, very... It's something I think that is important whenever that we're learning, and uh, again, it's available. It's, like, I guess, a free app that you can get a, uh, oh, yeah, a get, get the metronome app. app and practice that, and you could set it for whatever is your rhythm. Uh, you can, anyhow, without getting into detail about that, if you don't use a metronome, and uh, I was uh, talking with a few people then also about a podcast I had done with uh, Fielding West some years ago, in which he was saying where that Buddy Hackett, when he's using a microphone, he will swing the mic kind of between laughs, so it's like a metronome, so he knows when the next beat is to deliver the next little joke. And the same thing, I think, not just with cards, but also it applies to your stand-up performance and your your presentation when you're talking to an audience, not to hurry too fast, you know. Or, but but to make this, because I think the human body is used to the cicadia rhythm of some sort, and if you do something out of out of sequence, it's kind of like that pebble in, in, that you throw in the water that there's a ripple. I don't know, something happened out there. I didn't I don't know what it is, but there's something going on, you know. Absolutely, and and I think most good performers have a particular rhythm that they follow. But by the same token, you can apply the converse by by changing the rhythm on something to emphasize something can also be used. That was something he didn't talk about, but I mean that's good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he had another another person, Alfonso Retuerto, uh, who did his act on on Penn and Teller, talking about this particular move that he did in his act and the way that he uses rhythm, rhythm and body action exactly yeah. exactly and and that's how how that move gets and it's the switch of a rather large object that's right. and it goes it. past you it goes past yeah. you it's very very close and then afterwards uh, we uh, adjourned to our hospitality room as usual and they brought in I don't know how many dozens of Tim Horton donuts which were great yep <laughs> donuts coffee and, and sodas and excuse me well-lit room uh, on the same level as the activities as opposed to going up to the hotel room levels. Um, so uh, a little more convenient. Uh, and then the, uh, some of us adjourned to uh, uh, Alain Yanoni's room uh, for the traditional... Uh, uh, Limoncello. Yeah, amongst other things. Well, did he bring some cheese? So he brought cheese. So I was talking with uh, Elon about that, and I thought he was going to do that tonight. And so I was up uh, with uh, Roland uh, and yeah, and um, uh, Robin Dawes, and and so we were just sitting, and he had some uh, some gin. We had gin and ginger ale. 
and which I hadn't had ginger ale with a gin before. So we were up until like two o'clock, and then and he's just two doors down from where you guys were. <laughs> so we were sitting on the patio talking, you know, and That's for the funny. longest time, you know. That's funny. How many people were in the room? Oh my gosh, there must have been about thirty people in the room. Because Alain said to me, you "Just sort of OG is it." Oh, we're just going to have a couple of people. Just we're just fighting a couple of people. Up. Come on, up in fifteen minutes. And I and I, I was involved in a conversation with somebody else, and so I got up there in about thirty minutes. And I walked in, holy cow, the room's back, you know. <clears throat> but Alain uh, 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 makes several different liquors. He makes them all himself, and so you know he'll give them to you in the order you should have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get in a hurry. And then you can go back and, yeah, and yeah. taste more. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that later. I'm tasting that later this evening, then, too. Exactly. <clears throat> well, uh, breakfast about over. It's about time at, uh, yeah, oh, I guess 10 o'clock. We start at 10.30, I think. 10.30 is uh, the Chris Capehart lecture. Okay. Uh, Chris is from my neck of the woods, so. It's going to be great. Looking forward to that. Well, Mark, thank you very much. Now, tomorrow morning, you're going to be uh, out in the morning, so we're not going to have a chance to uh, chat. Yeah, I have to drive to Pittsburgh, which is about a four-hour drive. My son is completing his first year of college. And we have to move him out of his dorm. So my wife is driving from Philadelphia to get him and some of his stuff, but it all won't fit in that car. So I have to go down, pick up the rest of his stuff, come back here, and I'm on the show tomorrow night. Okay. So good. We will uh, we'll chat again then and do and recap this again on Saturday morning, talking about Friday night, tomorrow night show. We're starting to run together already. <laughs> Mark, thanks again. Appreciate my it. My pleasure, Scotty. Have a good one. That was Mark Souza, Scotty Allen. We have just completed the afternoon show that was hosted by Keith Fields and had a, uh, a great show with a lot of people. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm here with somebody who's actually going to be doing his one-man show tomorrow, I believe. No, It's going to be Saturday. Is Eric DeCamps. Hey, Eric. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm it's fantastic. So good. It's a heck of a mic you got here. Well, thank you. I'm glad you like that. You, you, you know like, that I noticed. I don't you'd blame like it. to have one, too, wouldn't you? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you need a big mic? Because you, you, I guess you don't need a big mic because you got a big voice when you're doing like a one man show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I project. How many you do project? How many people typically would you say would be the optimum number for your show? Listen, it can be five people. Oh, I don't want five people, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but it can be a small group or it can be seventy, a hundred. You yeah. know, it depends on the layout of the room, of course, because you want to make sure they have visibility, mm-hmm. unless you have uh, video support. But, I, I, you know, and here at 4F, you have those two huge screens, those right. two, ten, what are they, 10-foot screens or something like that? They're huge. Yeah. yeah they're big IMAX. And, um, but you have, what, 230 people here, something like that? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't about, know, but yeah, probably about that. that's right because yeah. we have a, a little bit larger hotel here. This yes. Year. Actually, the new facilities are very good. Mm-hmm. I think it's... It's, uh, it's a step up, I think. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. But let's, but let's be honest. <laughs> Anything would have been a step up. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that other place um, left something to be desired. And they no had cruise. upgraded that place too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, this is actually nice. And you're in the city of Buffalo, where you can actually get to a lot of restaurants easier mm-hmm. than over at uh, Buctavia. Not that Buctavia isn't, isn't a great town. It is. Now you, all, well, I miss Alex's steakhouse. Yes, one that's thing, true. You know, we had a lot of fun there. Uh, yeah, so fun there. Uh, you were practicing, I guess, was it Trinity Theater or someplace that you were telling me about before? What was that that you've been? Oh, I was last week. I was in um, last weekend. I did a weekend of shows at the uh, Sparta Avenue stage in Sparta, Sparta, New Jersey. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, and that's a uh, about a seventy seat theater Mm -hmm. uh, that our dear friends uh, Joe Garcetti and Diane Garcetti own, and um, it's a great venue. We were lucky. Um, We 
the rooms were, were full on both shows, and the shows were a lot of fun. Great audiences. Great audiences. How many shows did you do there? We did a show on Friday night and a show on Saturday night. And, um, you know, I... The show, this particular show, I haven't done in a while, so I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and because I've been doing other things and doing other things with them, and um, but I wanted to get this because this is I thought, you know, this is the first year that I think that they're actually doing a one man show that I can recall oh, okay. mm-hmm. here at 4F. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. For, I thought you meant Sparta because Sparta does. No, no, yeah, yeah Sparta no, does their own when, thing. When I saw you on the bill, I thought, man, they are going a different direction because they haven't done that featured one. Yeah, person, yeah, so. and I, you know, in, in talking with Joan and and, and Glenn. And uh, the rest of the team, uh, they thought it would be interesting to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And the board approved it, and everyone said it was a good idea. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, this will be the first, of, uh, the first of many. I know you have some requirements that in order for it to work well, because I remember when you were doing this at the TAOM convention, and the lighting and the, the way the seats were and the background and everything, the spots and whatnot, uh, I don't, I, I'm sure they were to your, your specifications. And I would think that you have some, some particular things that, some minimums you'd have to have for this to work out to your no. satisfaction. Well, they they set that up, and I just you know we just did you work with whatever you got basically. Well, okay. I'm working with what I got here. Yeah. Um, but it's it should be fine. I mean, the room looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, the tech crew is terrific. Jimmy C and the rest of the team, um, Matthew and Chris and everyone else has been so 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 helpful so far. And we'll do a tech and get all the cues. I got my wife Celeste here. Okay. She's she's here and she's doing the tech, the sound for me. So that's great. We talk about her all the time. I'm anxious to. Uh, yeah. I have met her before, but it's been a while yes, since I've yes, last seen yes, her. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Actually, she, we were at the castle in October, and I did part of the show there. Not because you can't. I can't do the whole show there. In the castle or in the, uh, in the palace, palace or in the, the Pella. Pella. Okay. In the Pella Theater, which I love that room. Mm-hmm. They really. I, last time I was there was ten years ago. And since then, they've renovated it and made it much, much, much better. Yeah. For and much more conducive for the type of magic that I like to do. Speaking of some shows, then also they recently had the Salute to Magic in uh, New, New York, York City. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Joe Devlin was the MC. We had um, Chris Capehart opened. He killed. Mm-hmm. That guy did a family show for this group of three hundred people, and he killed. He killed. Um, we had, uh, and who closed the show was Arthur Trace. And let me tell I you, love him. oh Jesus. The author is so good. So creative. So No cool. one's doing what he does. No, no, no. And few people can even duplicate. Yeah. You know, they may have tried to duplicate, but they will never duplicate the author yeah. Trace. He's great. Yeah. Now, how many of these uh, four S have you been attending? I think it's 24. Okay. I think it's 24. There was a period I couldn't make it uh, because of other obligations. Um, but I'm really happy to be here. I really am. It's, just, it, it's been, listen, we haven't had it in three years. And to see people like you, friends like you, and, and so many other people I haven't seen, it's been an emotional roller coaster ride. It's really been great. There are a lot of people who are coming out of the annals of history. I just saw Michael Maher a moment ago. You know, yeah. Some other people. You said, yeah, I've been I here 20 him. years. Yeah, I know. I saw Michael today when he checked in. It was great. Uh-huh. It was really nice to reconnect. And so many other people that I haven't seen in a long time. Like Bobby Bengal, I ran into him. I saw Bobby also. I know. I haven't seen him probably in a decade. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm like, wow, they're really, people are really coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. this is very special, you know, for the 50th, and there have been waiting thing to too. And, I, and again, I want to reemphasize that. It's, it's, it's a tremendous honor for them to, to have the faith in me to do what I'm going to be doing on Saturday, you know, especially here at the 50th. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I miss is the guy, the man Joby. with the whistle. Yeah. The man with the whistle. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so one last question, and that is, uh, does Celeste allow you to, or does she still enjoy your interest or fetish with Batman? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she likes the Batman. She cope with it, I guess. Yeah, she puts up with it. She puts up with it. She does. That's very funny. You're coming by. I didn't know where you were going. I saw it in the sweat. You notice the, the beam when you said I had a fetish. I'm like, oh, what is he doing? Where are we going with this? No, no, no. But she, she She's embraced the uh, Yeah, she's embraced that. Dark Knight also. Magic. Okay. I mean, she's... She's very supportive, thank God. She she loves magic. She loves good magic. Bad magic, she's not so crazy about. Who does? But she loves magic. Yeah. yeah. But she loves magic. And she's very supportive of my magic, so I appreciate that. Eric, good seeing you again, my man. Great seeing you, Scott. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Always good. Always great to see you. <laughs> so, with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Eric DeCamps, Scotty Out. Love you, man. about to have another event that's going to be starting at about 3.30, but before we do, I happen to have a rare moment where I've got a break in the action with the guest of honor for this year's 50th anniversary, and that's Mark Mason, expert dealer. He's a wonderful uh, friend of the Magic Word. You have to go back and listen to an episode we did together uh, some time ago, but uh, anyhow, hey Mark, good to see you, man. Hey Scott, how are you, my friend? I'm fantastic. So this has been put off and put off for so many years. I mean... So, in a way, you've been a guest of honour for almost four years. It's, it must be a record or something, right? It's got to be the only one. Four years, guest of honour. What a, That's so strange. But, yeah, I mean, obviously got delayed three times, I think, right? Yeah. Three times, true. so... And so during this time, have you been working on brand new stuff? I mean, I know you moved from Florida to Spain. Yeah, I did indeed, yeah, and working on new stuff. I worked on quite a lot of things in uh, in the lockdown, which was good. I mean, lockdown wasn't great, but it was great that I got a chance to work on some stuff. Brought some new items here, got some things coming out later in the year. So, yeah, it's all it's all happening, Scott. So the stuff that you're working, what what, what is the newest stuff that uh, is one of your hottest sellers you're doing right now? It's um, the Shelby wallet's fantastic. It's a ty- type of peak wallet, really, really good. I did have them at Blackpool, but it's not officially released yet. i got a thing called the pen thing that's great, really, really good. Uh, digital will be out later in the year. So, yeah, all sorts of different stuff. That sounds great. And uh, you have been uh, traveling around with some other conventions. I mean, what other conventions are, are, will I see you at? Are you going to the IBM and SAM, I assume, or not? I, I, or? I'm not. I'm not doing either of those this time. But I am coming in for Magic, Magic Live. Live. Yeah, I've been for Magic Live this year. I did Blackpool mm-hmm. and uh, the um, Magi Fest, Columbus. Yeah. And and this. this well, I saw you at Magi Fest, but I didn't get a chance to chat because there again, the dealers' room was a lot tighter than it was his here, yeah. and there were and a lot, lot more people. people. Of course, <laughs> I mean, you must have done well. I, I had a fantastic convention. Actually, the convention so far this year have been great. Um, Blackpool, Blackpool was really, really good. And uh, the Magi Fest was really, really good, and hopefully this is going to turn out great for us as well. We well, are hometown boy, Blackpool, of course. Blackpool, exactly. <laughs> Blackpool. My shop was there, started in '88 and, and and finished in 2010, so I was there a long time. JB Magic. JB Magic, yeah. 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 I'd ask you before about that, and for other people who might not understand, what are the initials for? James Bond. Okay. No, James not Bond really. Master. No, it, it sounds great. It, it, it Thank sound, you. Good night. It sounded great, right? But uh, no, it's not really. When we very first opened, we didn't sell magic tricks. We were the joke box. Joke box. Yeah, we, we, it was like a Spencer's gift type thing. You know, okay. we just sold sold that sort of thing. When we started selling magic, we didn't want to get rid of. We went to J J box magic, and then I changed just to JB magic, rather than 
rather than uh, change the whole thing. So it hasn't really got a really clever answer, but that is the true answer. Right, right. So how are you enjoying Spain? Are you uh, blending in with the rest of the Spanish magicians and doing a lot more card tricks and learning some stuff with hanging out with Juan Tamariz and all the guys? I don't know if I'm hanging out with Juan, but um, Juan's quite away from me. But yeah, we love it. We, we always would love to live there. So we've been there over two years now, two and a half years. Really, really love it. We're very lucky to live over on the Mediterranean there. I'm not far from Valencia. My Spanish is average. Okay. I wish it was a lot better. But Probably it's getting better. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, sure. Poco, poco, they say in Spain. <laughs> it's very slow. Little by little. Uh, so poco, poco, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm doing the best I can. How safe the dish? <laughs> She's great. Trish is good. Just spoke to her earlier today. She's, she didn't come over. She was going to. Just changed her mind at the end. Um, She's great, thanks. She loves living there and she's all happy and yeah. drinking red wine and eating tapas and, yeah. and doing what you do. She loves martinis, doesn't she? <laughs> well, I think that's uh, part of the embalming fluid that makes us uh, live a little bit longer. She's a martini girl, those apple vodka martinis. She loves them. <laughs> now, how many of these conventions have you attended, 4F conventions? My first invite was 2004, and then I've probably done every other one or so since then i don't do every single year so at least 10 definitely 10 maybe a dozen right were you here the year that paul daniels was uh, the guest of honor no just before me okay. i came in 04 and he was before that wasn't he i think i it was around that time as yeah, i could remember two or three somewhere like okay. that and i was 04 pat page was guest of honor the first year you were coming yeah that and was I wonderful liked that. i like a great pat guy page a lot he was he was terrific he must have been a good mate of yours also that's why I said that he was he was a real great guy to me and helped me with um, stuff and if I had needed advice he always helped me as well. And his uh, family uh, has been doing a lot with I guess his book and carrying on his legacy as well. Too. Absolutely, yeah. They were at Blackpool. We, we still see them and yeah. and they're, they're still carrying on his stuff and obviously they know no one replaces Pat, but but it's great that they're doing that, isn't it? That's true. That's true. Uh, so you have been pretty excited, I'm sure, about this whole convention. And finally, it's like, again, for three or four years of trying to get to this point, and now that we have gotten to this point, you're ready to say, thank you, you know, let's get the next guy. Yeah, thank you very much. I can't really believe it, really. When Obi wrote to me and said, you ought to be guest of honour, I thought he was joking, you know. Yeah. I don't know if I quite qualify for guest of honour, but it's, it's fantastic. I've well deserved, I think. Uh, I've had a great time. Everybody seems really good. I lecture tonight, just my usual stuff, but everybody seems to be looking forward to it. So, I like your card under shoe and yeah. you know, the rest of the stuff you do. Yeah, great, so you know. I'll, I'll be doing my little thing and hopefully it'll go great. Looking forward to it. Mark, thanks very much. Congratulations again uh, for being the guest of honour at the 50th. Thank you so much, Scott. And as always, uh, look after yourself, my friend. It's great to see you. You as well. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Mark Mason, Scotty Al. We are about to start a 3.30 show, but before we do, I thought uh, it'd be interesting to uh, hear from Eva Nico. Hey there, Eva. Hello. <laughs> and so you got married here, you and Roger, which is a once ever. I mean, they've never done it before nor since. So was that pretty exciting? Was You'd planned that, but didn't he propose to you like the year before at the 4F? He did. Yeah. He proposed to me at 4F. And that and was a surprise, I take it? That was a surprise, not a shock. Surprise is the nice word, isn't it? Not shock. <laughs> yeah, shock sounds negative. But then the, uh, and so there was something that was kind of out of the blue and unexpected. And... Yes, that's right, yes. And then we got married the, the year afterwards at 4F, and the only person that knew was Joan, Joan Caesar. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and Even Obi didn't know. Obi didn't know. Okay. He wouldn't have allowed it. <laughs> and that was the year that uh, Oscar Munoz, I think, was the uh, guest of honor. That's, that right? that's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
So, was it your joint idea? I mean, the, you and Roger saying, "Hey, since we got we we're engaged there, let's see about maybe getting married there." Or did you have some other ideas? I mean, going to Stonehenge or whatever? No, it was it was, Roger, was it was Roger's idea. From the and beginning. I, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. He's an ideas man. And speaking of getting married, did I mention Stonehenge? Because I understand that you are one of the few people who actually can marry people in Stonehenge within the circle there, right? That's correct. Yes, we do what is known as a hand fasting, which is where the phrase tying the knot comes from. Mm -hmm. And we we do inner inner access at sunrise and sunset. Mm -hmm. And it's a ceremony. So people get legally married at the registry office in England, or if they're American, they get married at the... Is it the county court? So they they get the, the formalities done, and then we hold the ceremony within the stones. Yeah. And uh, can it be any time of the year, or is there just a certain period that they allow you to go and do it, like bring a, a month or a week, or can you do it any time? It, the, there are certain times it's exclusive access, so they will only let 30 people in at a time, mm-hmm. and it's, it's when the public can't go in there, so it's very, very special. So even whenever they're allowing people in who are the guests, the family and everybody else, there are no more than 30 that can actually That's be... That's right. The, oh, interesting. Yeah, it, yes. I never thought about that, about somebody saying, hey, I'm going to slip in and be a wedding crasher, no. but they can't do that. Can't wedding crash at Stonehenge? No. You wouldn't want to do that. No. And I know that weddings are a big thing over there, and it's awfully difficult to try and find the right kind of venue. And so, how far in advance do they have to uh, book Stonehenge? It depends how fussy they are about the time. So, in fact, somebody booked two days ago for next week. That's and pretty if quick. We, yes, and if there is space, then we can do it. Mm-hmm. But if not, then you know we take bookings through now to twenty twenty five. So, mm-hmm. it, it need it, the, the more in advance, the better. Yeah, I understand. Well, we're about ready to start the other show, so I want to thank you very much for your time. No, Awfully good you. seeing you come over here then, too. No, thank it's, you. It's so great. I love you. It's, uh, it's wonderful. It's great too. seeing all these people, isn't it? I mean, it finally really getting back is. together. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> so yeah. I haven't seen you since FISM, since I picked you out of the flower bed. So. <laughs> Anybody listening to this, yes, you did have to pick me out of a flower bed, and there was no alcohol involved. And that was the sad part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the Magic Word Podcast, that was Eva Nico, Scotty We're getting ready for the evening show, but before we do, one of the uh, people I talked to earlier was the guest of honor, who was, uh, who is Mark Mason. One of the other guests of honor we had many years ago, who's sitting with me now, is Tom Craven. Hey there, Tom. Hey. <laughs> what year was that? I, it was uh, sometime in the 2000s, I know, just about 10 years ago, maybe, or so. No, it was, I was the 11th person to be. Oh, you were the, the 11th person? Yes, I okay. followed Jay Marshall. Oh, so that was a ways back then, because the first one I came to, I think, was in 85, when Tom Mullica was being roasted. Yeah, I, I was way before that. Yeah, well, the day, those were the days when he had roasts. The roasts were so funny, and Jay Marshall was the best roast master back then. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, you are here as uh, last man standing. You are the only one who has come to every one of these uh, since you sat around the table with Eddie Factor. Right. And Any was, memories or something that uh, sticks, stands out? Well, you know, it was, if I had known the caliber of people that were sitting at that table when I came, because I was fairly new in magic at that time, I may not have ever come back. You would have been so intimidated, you mean? Oh, yeah. Like I who? Mean, who do you remember? Or some I, of the I had no idea who Frank Garcia and oh. who Eddie Fector and those people were. I, You know, uh, I was only there because my mentor... Jim Lee from Ring Two and Youngstown brought me with him, and uh, 
but I had no idea the caliber of people I was sitting there with. I had been shaking in my shoes. <laughs> Well, that's one of the things, too, I think is interesting every year whenever the people are coming for the first time, particularly when they're going for their bachelor's degree, and they are just shaking. I mean, the cards are shaking, their hands are shaking, something, I mean, and, and I'm no different. I'm just saying I've, I've seen some of the greats up there. I remember seeing uh, Roger Klaus fumble uh, with a, uh, a bill change he was doing, you know. Yeah. So it, even the people who have been doing it for a long number of years still get a little bit nervous. Well, know? the three people that I think that, we were lucky to be able to sit down with and to watch perform. Escano um, was here from Spain, and, and you know, I never heard of the Escano spread before he came. Um, Alex Elmsley was here. Yeah. I mean, my God, a giant. Yeah. Uh, and Herb Zero. I mean, those Herb was a regular guys, here, too. Those three guys were um, responsible for much of the close-up magic that's being done even still today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there have been so many people who have come here that I admire as well, like like Paul Daniels and like, well, Pat Page, you know, it's incomparable. I mean, you know, I mean, you know I've, over 50 years, I just have forgotten so many of them, too, that, that, that I should remember because there were giants in the field. Right. It's interesting when you talk about when you were here first time that... Uh, you were too naive to know uh, how how good the rest of the people were around you, uh, and that's one of the things that Obie always used to ask newcomers was to write a letter afterwards to give him their thoughts. Right. Yeah, and that, I think that was a good thing. And speaking of of uh, Obie, um, I've told them here today, uh, yesterday, and today that. In his wisdom, he picked the right people to keep this convention going. Oh, good point. Joan and Glenn have done a great job. Yeah, they have, have uh, always been by his side. They were helping during registration every year, and it was an easy transition when they passed it down. You know? Yeah, I think so. I, I, and I'm, I'm grateful to them that they, were, they kept it going. And Joan, I, I, and I'm sorry I get so emotional, but I was talking to Joan, and I broke out in tears because, you know, she always treated me good, and uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just glad to be here and see people like you. I don't know how many of these interviews you and I have done, but it's been <laughs> a, a few. few. We have, over the years. That's why the people, after, after I'm gone, the people can go back and listen to these things, you know. Uh, but what has been created here is a, more than a machine. It's a leviathan that just seems to continue to roll and get bigger and have more cachet, if you will, in the world where people respect the the skill sets that people have that, that come here. Exactly. And they're envious and saying, man, I, I want to come sometime. How do I get an invitation? And it is pretty limited and uh, somewhat exclusive. More than just somewhat exclusive is, you know. Yeah, I, and, you know, I think back... Um, and Gary Morton and I, on the way up, we talked about the people that I've sponsored. And Steve Beam, we just ate, and, and we had, uh, uh, you know, the other people at the, all at the table. And Steve said, Tom was responsible for all of us getting here, you know. And I think, I think probably about 30 or 35 people uh, I've been responsible for getting defectors. And, and talking about the quality of the people also, this afternoon... Um, David Corsero was talking about Penn and Teller Foolis and some of the people who have been on there who have been 4F attendees. 
and of those who have been on, of those who have actually fooled Penn & Teller. And it was a large preponderance of uh, people uh, o- o- yeah. who have attended this as opposed to those who have not attended for it. I mean, it's kind of like saying um, if you are an Eagle Scout, you are more likely to be successful. Uh, it doesn't mean you're insured of a success, but if you have attained Eagle Scout, that shows something. And I think the same thing with the 4F, it, it, it shows something, you know. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's uh, early on you didn't have to have a sponsor. You just had to come in. And I can remember when Paul Gertner hitchhiked, 17-year-old kid hitchhiking up from Tochiktawaga from Pittsburgh and just fooled everybody with his stuff, you know. And uh, I w- was fortunate to take him back to the Pittsburgh exit on the turnpike because we went back that way yeah. and uh, we gave him a ride back and you know a lot of memories like that that uh, I just can't remember them all well hopefully you wrote some of those down yeah. or at least they're in your mind so occasionally yeah, there's something still. prompts you that they come out yeah so. still in my mind I'm glad you shared a few things here with us it's great it's awfully good to see you then Tom good deal you thank, have made a you, difference Scott. in a lot of people's lives with uh, your, your writing your book and your, your lectures and different things you've done here and attended well, it looks like we're about ready to get seated for the show so I guess we'll be interviewed yeah go. okay well thank you I'm going to go into the show alright so for the Magic Word Podcast I'll follow you because I haven't been out of this room yet okay so <laughs> I don't know where to go follow me that was Tom Craven this is Scotty out <laughs>